we had the UCP convention this weekend, and uh, I think anyone surprised by anything that came out of that convention really hasn't been paying attention. I think it went almost exactly as expected, to be honest. The very vocal uh, and extremely active, socially conservative component of that party showed up made their voices and their views heard. A lot to talk about that party being steered farther to the right. Uh, columnist Don Braid saying this morning that social conservatives have completely taken control of Danielle Smith's party. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. They certainly did this weekend. Um, there's, there's no question about that. However, um, where will that extend to? And I think that's part of the conversation here, because if you take a look at what happened over the weekend, certainly the intentions of the social conservatives, the Take Back Alberta crowd, dominated. Uh, and they did pass a number of resolutions that absolutely were there. Um, push what they wanted to see happen, things like banning diversity offices in post-secondary institutions, legislating the use of pronouns in schools by kids under 16, guns, uh, medical freedom, uh, like the, the right to refuse vaccines. It, it actually says in the resolution, despite the societal benefit that may present. So all of the issues you would expect if social conservatives were in fact steering the ship of that party. But are they? Of course, still comes down to the premier, doesn't it? We look at that as advice from our members, and then we have to take that to stakeholders, and we have to take that to all Albertans. Because when you're government, you have to govern for all Albertans. So I'm, I'm very hopeful that we'll be able to find the right balance. Okay. Um, so, uh, and Danielle Smith has characterized Take Back Alberta as a, a grassroots organization um, that is, is part of the process, but she doesn't concede the point that they're actually in charge of the UCP at this point. They're a grassroots group, just like other grassroots groups, and their input is valued. But as you heard from Daniel Smith, they'll be seeking to strike a balance. Now, it's interesting. Uh, the similar stance to, well, not even, Pierre Polyev had a number of the very same issues come up at the Conservative Party of Canada convention about a month ago. Same resolutions passed when it came to LGBTQ issues, things like that. Some of the same issues came up, were passed, and Polyev pretty much said, interesting, okay, thank you, we'll take it under advisement, and never spoke about it again recognizing that that's not going to win him an election, right? There's just most Canadians and most Albertans just don't care. They're, they're not that wrapped up in it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Danielle Smith. We're going to speak with Dr. Lisa Young now, who's a professor of political science, University of Calgary. Um, Dr. Young, first of all, thank you so much for being here. I always appreciate your insight. Happy to be here. Okay, so let's start, because this is what I think is the most important part. Nothing that happened on the weekend should be surprising. At least it wasn't to me. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. What is important is what happens from now on, because we knew Take Back Alberta would show up in numbers um, and get a lot of the resolutions put on the floor and passed, and then it goes to the Premier. So um, were you surprised by what happened in some of the resolutions that passed, or were you expecting to see that? No, I think if you've been paying attention, it was pretty clear that the really large numbers of registrations for this uh, annual general meeting were being driven by the Take Back Alberta group. And once you know that, it's it's pretty clear what the outcome was going to be on all of those policy resolutions. So there was nothing surprising there. No, absolutely. And it's important to point out, and we did the same thing back when we talked about the Conservative Policy Convention or the 
the NDP one where they actually, you know, had a motion passed to say that we're going to pull support for the Liberal government if we don't, I think it was Pharmacare they were talking about, and, and Singh at the same time said, okay, thanks for the tip. Nothing was moved forward. The resolution doesn't mean it becomes party policy, right? It's still, it's, some, it's things the party membership would like to see, but ultimately it still comes down to caucus and the premier to decide what they're going to run with. Absolutely. There's, you know, nothing that says that party members voting for something means that it's going to become government policy. That said, we're in an interesting situation here because unlike what you typically see at a party convention where, you know, party members come and they vote on these things and then they go home and they're they're not organized into a group necessarily. Here we've got this organization, Take Back Alberta, and its leader has has said, oh, look, this was a huge victory for us and we're going to hold the government accountable. Um, and, and, you know, he claims that Take Back Alberta was instrumental in holding Jason Kenney accountable and ending his time as premier. Now, you know, it will be interesting to see whether Take Back Alberta really does try to flex that muscle. And what we have to keep in mind here is that there's going to be a leadership review coming up in probably a year. And it's possible that Take Back Alberta will be demanding some policy concessions from the government in order to leave Danielle Smith uh, in her position as party leader. Yeah, I think you make a great point. We talk about Pierre Polyev and the contrast there, and he doesn't really have to... He doesn't have to engage at this point because he's firmly in control. But you take a look at Alberta politics. I mean, Smith's really in a spot. She barely won the leadership of that party. It went to the last ballot. She just snuck through. Barely won the provincial election. She's all but lost the cities. This will only further alienate the cities. And then, like you say, her own survival as leader of the party is at risk if these people in Take Back Alberta really do have as much power as they claim to and and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a willingness to use it. She's in a spot here. She's trying to find a balance. Good luck, because she has to, doesn't she? She absolutely does. And I think that she's got an incredibly difficult task ahead of her for the next year or so. Once she gets through a leadership review, assuming that that happens. Um, I think that she can start to govern a little more toward the centre with the next election in mind, and it won't be such a, a tightrope that she's walking. But right now, it, it and, and I think particularly for the next year, it is going to be a very difficult tightrope. We already see the provincial government spending so much of its time and energy on moving forward on issues that aren't really of of much interest to most Albertans, but yeah. are of interest to this base of the party. No, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know what? They're, they're not of much interest to Danielle Smith either. If you take a look at her track record when it comes to socially conservative issues, she's definitely involved in some of them, but LGBTQ? No, that she's not interested in that. She never has been. So I think some of this runs contrary to her own beliefs on some of this stuff. Yeah, and I think here, you know, we can look at something like the Alberta Pension Plan, which is something that I think the Take Back Alberta folks would like to see move forward. And there, Smith has, you know, a long history of having supported the idea. So here it's it's more comfortable for her, even if public opinion isn't with her. Um, But on the LGBTQ issues, and and particularly on this issue of of, uh, trans rights and and 
pitted against uh, parental rights. This isn't a comfortable one for her no. necessarily. She's already always been, you know, a social liberal, and uh, she certainly did seem to be trying to signal that she shared the views about parental rights that so many of the AGM participants had. Um, whether she's going to get pushed into um, moving forward on public policy remains to be seen. How does she handle this? Like I say, Pierre Polyev, basically following that convention, didn't say a word about it. Like Honestly, he seemed to have sort of said, okay, interesting, moved on, gave his speech, and we haven't heard a word about it since. We know that's not going to happen here. She's going to be asked about this continuously. Um, what's the strategy? I think she probably needs to have some kind of a bargain with Take Back Alberta. Look, I will give you a policy concession on X. It's Mm -hmm. probably parental rights. Um, But then you have to leave me to run the government as I see fit. And you you can't be, you know, constantly coming to me with the next policy issue that matters to, to you and your members. Now, whether they would accept a deal like that, hard to know. But without that, she's going to be governing, you know, always looking over her shoulder at uh, Take Back Alberta. Which is in part being a conservative leader in Canada, right? You've always got to be looking over your shoulder. doesn't matter if it's national or provincial. But I think this is different again, right? Um, Because it's organized in a way that I, I don't think that we see in the federal conservative party. No, that's very true. Uh, we, th- This group, like you say, this was the largest political convention in the history of our province, some 3,800 people, and everybody in attendance gave full credit to the Take Back Alberta movement. They've inspired people, they've motivated. Now, listen, we're still talking about 3,800 people here out of a population of 4.5 million, so it, it's not the entire population. And Smith, like she said, she, ha- she has to be aware of that, but they've definitely got some motivated and uh, they've got people more engaged than perhaps ever before. That's absolutely true. One of the things that's interesting, though, if we look at Take Back Alberta, they understand that they're better off um, if they want to move forward on their issues with the UCP in government than with the NDP in government. And so they were willing to be silent for the months leading up to the election. and that gave Daniel Smith the room that she needed to move to the center. Um, right now, they're flexing their muscle, but it, it's not clear how long they'll do that and whether they, you know, how much they'll be convinced by the argument that, you know, you may not like these policies, but think about the alternatives. Always interesting. That's the great thing about Alberta politics. There's always something going on. And it looks like <laughs> there will be. Yeah, no question. Uh, Dr. Young, thank you so much for being here. As always, appreciate your time. My pleasure.